I want to talk to you today about this subject. The title of today's talk is Blessings on the Battlefield. We're not living on a playground. We're living on a battleground. We are in a fight. We are better in the battle. And the reason I say that is because I know in my life, when I'm in a battle or I'm having problems or I've got issues, it seems like I never pray more or read my Bible more or get closer to God more than when I'm in trouble. I'm not saying that I like battles. I think we all face battles. Either we're in a battle now, we come out of a battle, or we'll be going into a battle. And so I want to talk about how we can find blessings in the battlefield. There are blessings in the battlefield. God has a plan to bless you. God has a plan to bless you. And John chapter 10, verse 10, these are Jesus' very own words. His very own words. He says that the thief, the enemy, Satan, the thief is only there to steal and to kill and destroy. Jesus says, I came so that you can have a real eternal life, more and better life than you ever dreamed of. Amen? I mean, a more abundant life, not just, Jesus didn't just come to give us life. He come to give it to us more abundantly. That means he wants to bless us. I know some of you are thinking when I gave you the title of the talk today, that you're thinking blessings on battlefields. Well, I haven't found any blessings on the battlefield. Well, maybe because you're looking in the wrong places. Maybe you're not on the field that was prepared for you. Maybe you're not in the field of the Father. If you're not on the Father's field, you're not going to find the blessings on the battlefield. I don't know how many of you noticed or not when you come in. You look like a pretty sharp bunch, some of you. But we have some Easter eggs sitting out in the lobby. And, you know, every year we do an Easter egg hunt, and we ask you to take the eggs and put candy in them and then bring them back, and we'll hide them on Easter Sunday on April the 17th right after this service in this field back here. Now, uh, I've got grandkids. They're small, one, two, three years old, that age. And, and I don't know, how many, of you, how many of you participate, like, at your house and do, like, egg hunt and hide eggs and stuff like that? Yeah, some, three of you. Listen, it's Easter. You Christians, we're supposed to be celebrating. Well, we come and we'll eat and then we'll go. Now, here's the deal, okay? It, it's not my goal as a grandfather, as a grandpa, as a parent of young kids, it's not the goal to hide the eggs. Listen, if you hide the eggs where the kids can't find them, then you're a jerk. <laughs> Amen? The whole purpose is for them to find them and get enjoyment out of it, right? Are you following me? I mean, you find, and so you want, so we're going to have all these eggs, and it's not really an egg hunt because the time we get those 11,000 eggs out there, I mean, it's going to be, they're just everywhere. And how many of you have been to our egg hunt before, right? You know what I'm talking about. Just Now, let's say we have that egg hunt. We announce it. We have all the banners up, all the flags and pennants. You know what it is. And you see this family with their kids over in the other field looking for eggs. You're going to think, well, what are they doing over there? That's not where the eggs are. That's not where the prize eggs are. That's not where the can. They're not going to find any eggs. Why are they over there in that field trying to find eggs? They're in the wrong field. Who am I talking to this morning? Because if you're in the wrong field, you won't find the blessings. So we've got to be in the right field if we're going to find the blessings of God. And I'm going to teach you 
how to do that and what that looks like and, and talk about that. And, and I want you to know that if Satan, and I don't believe he can, if Satan, he wants to take you out, but he can't take you out, then you know what he does? He wants to wear you out. So I want to give you three things real quick. Here's the first one that keeps you from the blessing on the battlefield. Distracted vision. We are so distracted. Remember, if he can't take you out, he'll try to wear you out. If he can't take you down, he'll try to weight you down. And if he can't destroy you, he will try to distract you. Do you think the enemy is going to sit by and be quiet when the good news of the gospel is presented and he's not going to hope that there's some kind of distraction? It's, it's everywhere, and, and Satan will try to distract you. We, we miss the blessing. We can't see it. And it's the distractions of the worst kind. We'll get so distracted, we take our eyes and our attention off of God and he's, what he's called us to do and where he's called us to be, and we can't find it and we can't see it because we're so distracted. There's a story in the Bible, I read a little bit of it a couple of weeks ago, about the disciples. And this father brings his boy to him because he's having seizures and he's really getting bad. And so the father brings the boy to the disciples for the disciples to heal him. And the disciples can't heal him. And so they bring the boy to Jesus. And, and Jesus, I mean, he really gets in their grill. In Matthew chapter 17, you unbelieving and perverse generation. Well, tell us how you really feel, Jesus. You unbelieving and perverse generation. Listen to him. How long shall I stay with you? Watch this. How long will I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Jesus rebukes the demon. It comes out of the boy, and he was healed at that moment. Two key words I want you to see in this phrase. Unbelieving and perverse generation. Those are the two key words. Unbelieving, Jesus calls them unbelieving and perverse generation. Unbelieving meaning not connected to God. Perverse generation meaning too connected to the world. And we can't find blessings on the battlefield because we're either not connected to God or we're way too connected to the world. Perverse generation. And we're distracted. We're distracted. Let me give you the second thing. Discarded dreams. God's not finished with you. God's not finished with you. Even though somehow you feel like he is, he's not finished with you. And there's a guy in the Bible that felt the same way. And if anybody can understand what we're going through, Job does. He lost all his kids. He lost his means of income. He lost his job. He lost the faith of his friends. And here's just a little bit of how Job feels in Job chapter 17, verse 11. His words, my days have passed. My plans, my dreams, my hopes are shattered. Yet the desires of my heart turn night into day, and in the face of the darkness, light is near. But if you'll keep reading, and you read the other side of Job's story, God wasn't finished with Job, even though, listen to Job, it felt like he was. He wasn't finished with him. It may have felt like he was to Job, but by the way, can I remind you again, we don't live or walk by our feelings. We live and walk by our faith. If you're not dead, God's not done. If you still have a pulse, God still has a purpose. And he's not finished, even if it feels like he is. Place your dreams and your hopes 
in the hands of a holy God and watch what he can do. Don't let your dreams die. Distracted vision will keep you from getting those blessings on the battlefield. Discarded dreams will distract you and cause you from not getting those blessings on the battlefield. Here's the third one. It's called disbelief. Why is this happening? It's disbelief. It's disbelief. I'm going to tell you something right now, guys. We have never, at least in my ministry and in my life, I, my faith and my belief has never been challenged more than it has been right now. And here's the deal. It's not that we don't believe in God. It's not that we don't believe in God's power. It's just that we don't believe God could do anything through us or in us. Just got to believe again. Just got to believe again. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. You just got to believe again. You got to go all in. This day is my day. This life is my life. And I'm going to decide now to get all in for Jesus. Go all in. Go all in. Believe again. And here's the third one. Just get it to Jesus. Whatever it is, get it to Jesus. Sickness, a relationship, kids, parents, job, career, whatever it is, get it to Jesus. Get it to Jesus. Whatever it is, he can handle it. Whatever it is, Jesus can handle it. He tells us in 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 5, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. You know what that verse means? This morning, we're going to put down the baggage and we're going to pick up the blessings. When I decide that I'm going to get God close to me, close to my problems, close to my life, I can lift anything. Let God handle it. Let God get close. You see, here's what I'm learning. I do the work. I do the work. But God carries the weight. I do the work. But God carries the weight. And some of you are so weighted down right now. Is it possible that you're so weighted down right now that you're carrying stuff that you were never created or designed to carry? Put the baggage down. Put the baggage down. Pick up the blessings. Just lay it at the feet of Jesus. Just lay it at the feet of Jesus. We have an open door right now to have blessings on the battlefield. The door is open. Get God close. The door is open and pick up the blessings. There's a great scripture in Acts. I believe it's in Acts chapter 10, verse 35. It makes no difference who you are or where you're from. If you want God and you're ready to do as he says, the door is open. It's open. Doesn't matter who you are. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to do what he says. Because life's a battlefield. And I'm laying down the baggage today. And I'm picking up some blessings. Because we have an open door. 
Thanks for listening to this podcast. Love to hear from you and encourage you. Send me an email at pastor at faithchurchnow.com. Love to hear your comments. Love to encourage you along the way. I hope you remember to stay strong. Faith strong.